Hey guys, hope you are all doing well and getting 2021 off to a really strong start. I am so excited to dive in. I feel like the time that I took off in December was really a great opportunity for me to think through all the different things that I want to talk to you about here on the podcast, the different people that I want to bring on to interview. And and I can honestly say that this year should be an amazing time for the podcast. So I'm super, super excited about it. Today, we are kicking things off with an interview with Eric Benson, who is the genius behind the SoCal Standard brand. And I was in planning for January, you know, I know that January is a big time for a lot of people to kind of kick things off try and reach high, change things up in their businesses, all that sort of stuff. And one of the big things that I know a lot of people focus on is branding, rebranding, working on their websites, thinking about what they want their social media to look like and read like for the course of the year. And and that's a really good thing to be thinking about at this time of year. So I thought, why not bring on the branding queen herself, Erica Benson, who not only has such an amazing eye and feel behind her brand, but is also just like such a great energetic person. I'm also really excited because over the past six months, I've gotten to know Erica a lot better as we have been preparing for the family narrative retreat, which is happening virtually in February. If you have not yet gotten your tickets for that, be sure to go to thefamilynarrative.com and pick those up. I know you're going to want to once you hear this interview with her. But as I have gotten to know her, I've just gotten more and more excited about introducing introducing her to you guys, because if you don't already follow her and know her work, she's going to be one to add. Anyway, I don't need to drone on. I'm going to be quiet and let us jump in, but I hope you enjoy today's uh, episode, and I will be back with you on Friday with our first mini mentoring episode of the year. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. My name is Anami Tonkin, and I help photographers run profitable, sustainable businesses that they love. Each week on the podcast, I cover simple, actionable strategies and systems that photographers at every level of experience can use to earn more money in a more sustainable way. Running a photography business doesn't have to be that hard. You can do it, and I can show you how. Welcome to the show. I am so happy to have you on This Can't Be That Hard, and I am super excited to have you here for my very first show of 2021. I'm recording it in 2020, but I'm already excited about that day coming. How are you? That realization hit me a little harder than I was ready for. 2021. Okay, that's fine. I am great. Oh, man. (laughs) Like, that, wow. that date is coming up on the calendar. I know. <laughs> oh, what a year it has been. Well, let's take a minute. I would love to have, I did a little bit of introducing you in the, in the intro, but I want you to tell our audience who you are, where you are and what you do. Yeah. I'm Erica. That's me. Photographer and creative director at SoCal Standard. I live in San Diego, which is a happy, happy place. It like, is. Not mad. My thing is brands, brides, and bougie types, so yep. covering all the bases for what I do best. But I'm everywhere for that, so it's not just SoCal. I'm in LA, I'm in Palm Springs, I'm always in Mexico, destination weddings, so I'm just kind of everywhere. Nice, but, rough life. I know, like I can't complain. I literally, <laughs> I cannot complain. 
<laughs> I love your part of the world so very much. And I'm very excited to be getting back there again, whenever that is once again, possible and safe. <laughs> yes. But yeah, if I had to be marooned in a place for a year, I feel like you won the lottery on that. Yeah, I'm not upset. <laughs> like, I'm like I literally can't complain. <laughs> Well, I'm really excited to have you on the show um, specifically today to talk about branding because as I was putting together my January calendar for the podcast, I wanted to bring some people on to talk about things that I know photographers are really trying to sort of take advantage of the downtime that they have during this season and examine and branding and sort of visual branding, but also like the words that you use and your messaging in general, I feel like is a really important one to visit and revisit and revisit and keep fresh and all that sort of stuff. And I'm excited to have you on. I You have been on my radar for a while, but more uh, recently, sort of specifically, because you're going to be coming and teaching for us at the Family Narrative, which is now next month in February. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so since you signed on to teach, obviously, I have had more opportunities to interact with you and to interact with your brand. And your brand is truly one of the ones in the many, the decade that I have been in photography really stands out to me. I feel like you have such an amazing cohesive voice and brand. And as I was telling you before we hit the record button, it's something that I have always struggled with. I feel like I, you know, I think we all rely somewhat on our, our art, like our actual photos to, to, to be our brand. But I also know that that's not really enough. enough. Yeah. (laughs) And so selfishly, I wanted to bring you on here (laughs) to tell me all of your secrets But I guess we'll just start with sort of a, you know, a simple, like you tell me to you what branding is. What is, what is that? What does it mean? Because I think there's a lot of varying information and ideas out there. Different definitions. So let me back up that process because I feel like everyone just kind of thinks I have this like random brain that came out. So I was like, backstory, my background (laughs) is actually in marketing. Like I didn't go to school for like photography or anything. Like my background was strictly marketing so when I graduated from college I scored this really dope like ad job in LA where it's like we had to do social media campaigns mind you this was like when social media just got started so uh-huh. it's like there was no rules yet and like I had to create like the Facebook and like Google ads for all these different like companies that I had and they would send me like like one of my stores was like Gelson's Market which is just like a bougie grocery store here in SoCal but they would send me stock photos of like apples and I'm like <laughs> no one's gonna click on this. This is boring. And they're like, well, how do we fix it? And so, you know, my job being to create campaigns and things to engage clientele is like, okay, well, we're an ad agency. We should be enticing people to want to interact with our brands and our clients. And so, you know, that's kind of how I got into photography as well, because I was like, give me better photos. They're like, we don't have a photographer. And I was like, give me a camera. I'm like, all right. So, you know, started doing flat lays before they were a thing and just like creating imagery that was a little more engaging for people than just walk photos. And so like in that, I would also have to take the images and create the ads. And the ads contain obviously their branding, like their logos, their colors, their fonts, whatever, the imagery that I'm creating for them. And then the copyright. And I feel like it's those three things. It's, you know, your brand identity, 
how you communicate and the imagery that you're presenting, that's what encompasses your brand. That's what yeah. makes it your brand. And that's helpful or hurtful, like depending on how you do it, like how you stand out. So when you're creating a brand or when you're a photographer, you have a brand, like we all kind of start out the same way. Like, you know, shooting, I don't want to say shooting. This is a word I'm trying to get out of my vocabulary. I know it's hard with me after this year. Like let's say I'm shooting family, ugh, photographing. But so much longer. Like I shoot babies, and that's a really tough <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> I was joking with some guy that I met, and he was like, "Oh, what do you do?" I was like, "Oh, I'm a paid assassin." He was like, "Oh, that's cute." I was like, "Yeah, I shoot people." And then he really thought I was serious. I was like, "Wait, I'm I'm a photographer. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was kidding." <laughs> you would be very. I would be effective undercover with the giant <laughs> smile on your face. Like, oh, oh yeah, I'm an assassin. They're like, "Oh, I could do that." And I was like, "I don't know if that's good or bad, but all right." <laughs> But anyway, basically after I got like the marketing job and did all that, like, you know, stock photos turned into headshots, headshots turned into couples, couples turned into weddings. And next thing you know, I know, like I'm quitting my full-time job being a wedding photographer. Me and my ex-husband at the time, I was like, hey, I need help. Like, I need a second shooter. This is like industry standard. I was like, would you just kind of help me along those things? And so I branded our company as our name. So I'm Erica, he was Sam. So we were Samerica Studios. Uh-huh. Like the whole like Brangelina thing was working for me at the time. That was like, yeah. <laughs> Which is like, it was a great marketing tool because it also told us, you know, you had two shooters the entire yep. time, husband, wife, couple, it's working. But it's, it worked on my favor as well because for whatever reason, I would do a lot of weddings on my own. Mm-hmm. And so people thought my name was Samerica. So when I had to drop that and drop him, like everyone's like, "Oh, it's America." I was like, "Actually, it's just Erica." But please, oh, I thought that was your name, and I'm like, "No," but I'm glad that you thought that. Like the people who knew and people who didn't didn't. So when you know we got divorced, and I obviously didn't want to have that name attached to my brand anymore, had to rebrand, which was like, "Oh God, that is therapy." Like rebranding after divorce, like who am I? what do I like? What do I really want in life? Yeah. Therapy session. Well, it's like a, there's like a, you do a personality rebrand as well when you get divorced. (laughs) Like, who am I? Like, what do I believe in? What do I like? And so it was kind of a quickie thing too, because it was like, we were in the middle of it. What year is it? Yeah, we were in the middle of it. Sorry, I was like, I don't know when we got divorced. We got divorced sometime. And it was just like, okay, I need to pick a name. I need to pick something that fits right. I need to pick something that like encompasses me and not nothing to do with him right um and so I kept going back to just like everyone calls me bougie everyone thinks I have these high ass standards which I do I'm not gonna lie uh, <laughs> like that's true and so I just ah uh, and like being in San Diego is such like a military hub and so no one's really from here so being a native San Diegan is like really kind of important to me because I'm like you don't understand it's so great here like so SoCal standard came so I was just like that's who I am like I am trying to set the standards for Southern California because it's like there's this you know pre-existing assumptions of what we're like what it's what it looks like here what the people look like here and I'm like that's not true so let me level up for you let me show you what real SoCal looks like and so that's kind of how SoCal standard got born out of it and you know versus just like okay you know beach vibes we're in the like coastal life it's sunshine all day so we went like very cutesy beachy 70s chic but I was like that's not totally me like I'm yeah. still need to, I'm elevating that so even now in my current rebrand I'm keeping that down-to-earth beach vibes but level up like I'm more of a Palm Springs than a Joshua Tree kind of girl like, yeah 
it's just the difference between, you know, what's in SoCal. Like, yes, I like the beach, but I prefer La Jolla over Imperial, which is like, if you're from San Diego, you know, there's, <laughs> there's the difference. Like, <laughs> so little things like that. So I'm currently in the middle of that rebranding just to kind of elevate that life, but still stay consistent in what my brand is. Yeah. Uh, also changing up the color schemes, changing up the fonts just a little bit, but still maintaining that same voice. And that's another thing, you know, going to grammar school, doing a lot of like communications classes in college, everything had to be so markety, especially mm-hmm. when you got into the marketing branding side of things. It's like, this is how you write a great copy. And it's just like, it's so stuffy and so commercial and just like, it was not me at all. And so even like writing bios for like my about page, I'm like, I'm Erica. This is what I do. Blah, blah, blah. Like, ugh, no, it, like I hated it. And I was like, screw this. And so I literally just wrote whatever I wanted to write. I yeah. was like, hey, this is what I'm about. I like these things. Let's do this. Have fun. And like, I threw out the proper way of communicating and writing and that worked. That's my brand. Like I, how you read what I write, that's how I speak. It's not filtered. It's not edited. It's not, you know, resume perfect. And cause I didn't want that anymore. And it's like, I can do that. I've been in the corporate life, but I just, that's not who I am. And it's not my brand. So even just like how you say things, how you communicate the words you use on your blogs, media posts, like that is a part of your brand. And that lets people know like how they're going to feel around you. Cause I'm not going to say I am a professional in the industry. Like I am, but it's just like, I'm not going to say it like that. Cause I don't want yeah. you to think that's who I am. Cause it's not. So it's like, if you're going to present yourself in such a way, show up in that way. Yeah. Don't, don't present yourself something you're not because then people will be like, this isn't what I signed up for. <laughs> like, this isn't what I thought I was going to get. Yeah. Um, so like when you're building your own brand, my, and you're going to hear a lot, it's going to sound cheesy, but it's just like, really do like be true to who you are. Mm-hmm. Like your people are going to love you. Right. And the people who don't, don't, and those aren't your people. And that's, that's totally Okay but speak how you speak, love what you love. Don't apologize for any of it. Yeah. You know, I, I can't remember off the top of my head what the quote exactly is or even who to attribute it to, but it's that it's like generalities are the death of art or something like that, where it's like, if you're trying to attract everyone, or if you're trying not to offend anyone, you just get lost. Like it, it's <laughs> nobody, then nobody's interested. And I think it takes, you know, I think it took me a long time to, re- I'm sort of like oldest child, people pleaser. Like that's, I've always been that way. And actually speaking of personality rebrands with a divorce, there were so many things in my life that just like kind of seismically shifted at that time. And I had to, one of the things was that I've always been a really like self-sufficient, I can do it. I'm totally fine kind of a person. (laughs) And all of a sudden I found myself in this position where like friends would call up and be like, what can I do for you? And I'd be like, actually, I really need X, Y, and Z. And it was humbling. Oh gosh. That's exactly the word I was about to use. Like it was very humbling, but then also like incredible at how like it deepened my friendships and it made me realize, you know, I'm actually a better person if I open myself to that sort of thing. And so in some ways it, that like shift freed me to be like, you know what, (laughs) you know why I get those clients that I don't like? It's because I'm, I'm like willing to attract them. Yes. Yes. Um, 
And so now I'm not willing to, I'm like turning into that crotchety old lady who's like, I don't want to work with you. <laughs> right. But trying to do it in the nicest, most professional way. Probably. So I'll hi. Hi. I'm so sorry. I'm unavailable. Here are some people who might be better for you. You <laughs> like, sound like a nightmare. <laughs> oh man. Um, those marketing degree came in work this year, especially with a lot of those kind of clients. I was like, yep. thank you so much for reaching out. This sounds amazing. Unfortunately, I'm unavailable. It's not a project, like whatever, whatever marketing BS you had to say. Yeah. In the best possible way, be like, sure. I know this is going to give me anxiety and I don't have the energy for that. And that's another thing. I think, you know, in the beginning, all the photographers like, I want all the business all the time. Yeah. And you're quickly going to learn what you like and what you don't like. And yeah. honestly, when you start realizing the things in people that you like, follow that. Yeah. Stick with Cater to that. And then the things you don't, stop shooting that stop yeah. showing that stop talking about that like it's it's one of those things that's just like i know we all want the income but it's like i guarantee i've been in the industry now six oh my god six years this is year six <laughs> six years now and i can tell you it's like they will come yeah <laughs> like, when you do it your way they will come when you're trying to do it to stay trendy to stay with everyone else to try to be on brand with everyone else it ain't coming yeah <laughs> like, Do you have any sort of, so I felt like when I was new and actually for longer than it should have been, you know, I I think we all, especially when you first start out, we're all kind of subject to, or like we're, we're particularly focused on the trends and, you know, we see like, I thought it was funny that you said Palm Springs versus Joshua Tree. Like, you know, right now it's all like orange tones in the desert and all that stuff. And it's really easy to, you know, to find a bunch of photographers that you like and follow them and they're all over your Instagram feed and whatever. And then like, you think that's how, that's that's what you want. Yeah. And the question, I mean, like, for instance, I live in North Carolina. There is nothing that looks remotely like California as much as I would like (laughs) for it to. That is not where I live. I can't take those photos because they're not here. And so, you know, it's like you have to kind of develop your own. Is there a way like... I don't know what I'm even trying to ask here, but the figure it out. What? Yeah. Like, are there tricks for people who are new or who aren't really sure about what their brand identity, how to convey that? Cause they don't know what it is. Like, how do you dive into that? So I do want to like, I'm the kind of person I'll try anything once and just like, I have to try it to say like, I like it or I don't. And so like, there are some things just like, you know, if you're like, Oh, I love this photographer. Does this try it? try the location, try their posing prompts, try, you know, their lighting tips, whatever, try it. And if you're like, this isn't working for me, or you don't like how it turns out, that's okay. Like, and you don't have to duplicate exactly what they're doing. But I feel like where my brand is starting to really like, even just thrive, is me photographing the kind of things that I want to be in. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily like that are on trend, but just like, where do I want to be? I want to be drunk into loom. <laughs> me too me too (laughs) that's where I want to be like and you know there's a lot of style issues and everything happening there I'm like no I want to be drunk too so maybe I'll set up something out there and I get that it's not like right now it's not like feasible for everyone just travel the world and like get the shoots you want to but kind of just process of elevation and I honestly say try everything it's encourage a lot of new photographers to take a lot of online learning classes like just like YouTube search you don't have to do like the full like paid education but like actually learn about your camera, learn Mm -hmm. about lighting tricks, learn about just like little tips and poses from like bloggers and 
social media experts because those are the kind of things that are going to help you fuel what do you actually like to do because maybe you realize i don't like shooting couples or i don't like like photographing portraits or maybe i only like photographing families like you have to establish that for yourself and it's not mandatory that you have to shoot everything and it's also not mandatory that you have to shoot this style like develop your style and trust me I have an editing crisis once a week so expect (laughs) (laughs) like it's not just like I've nailed it now like no I'm always in the process of learning something new and learning new lighting new editing new posing whatever but that's just that's where the passion is and so Mm -hmm. it's like have a passion for that keep pursuing that you're never done Mm -hmm. I I don't think your brand is ever totally complete either it's like you should be growing and it should be going with you. Right. And I think that, you know, for the most part, artists have this sort of like moving tar- like those people who are like, this has been my style for the last six years. I'm like, oh, sounds like you need to go take a class. <laughs> a little complacent if you Yeah, you're a little in a rut and it, the world is about to pass you by. But the, yeah, I think that that, so that moving target, you kind of have to balance that with like, you can't be so all over the place, at least- forward facing that you're that people who are looking at your work or at your website or whatever are like I don't understand what's going on here right Right. and so like I am definitely that person all over the place so I had to narrow it down because like I am I am colorful and bright and then like editorial dark and moody and those things don't make sense in the photography world it's like you're either dark and moody or you're light and airy or you're like only shoot fashion stuff I'm like but I like it all. Yeah. So, but if that's your brand, like, and I try to keep it narrowed down to at least three things, because I feel like if you give people more than three things of like who you are and what you do, you've lost them. Mm-hmm. Cause like we talked about again, like you don't want the catch all, you want specific things. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want all the fish, you want specific fish. Right. <laughs> so now my fish, I realize I love weddings. I love shooting for brands and I love bougie people. So brands, yeah. brides, and boots. <laughs> the umbrella. <laughs> the umbrella. If you fit under here, you're my kind of person. Hang on, guys. I have a quick message for you. Did you know that This Can't Be That Hard isn't the only podcast I host? Each month, my marketing director, Dana, and I team up to bring you a fresh injection of marketing ideas and inspiration on our other podcast called The Consistency Club. The podcast is free and available to any photographer looking to uplevel their marketing game, or you can take it one step further and join the Consistency Club, where you get the extended version of the podcast along with monthly email and social media templates, bonus trainings, and special access to the live marketing events we host twice a year. If you're interested in tuning in, you can search for and subscribe to the Consistency Club wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to join us in the membership, you can visit go.thiscantbethathard.com slash club to sign up. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I talk a lot about keeping things simple, making it easy for people. And I think that, you know, I am usually talking about that from like a sales perspective and like leading them down the path to giving you money. But part of that... <laughs> is that simple um, and straightforward, like, here is what you get when you are working with me. Yeah. I One of the things, I'm going to continue to just talk about my own struggles with branding. <laughs> one of the things that has always, I think I've gotten better at it over time, but when I, I was in my earlier years, I was like, it's not fair. 
how in the world am I supposed to develop a singular kind of message? Like I would see people who had kids. So I photograph families and I would see people who is like every single photograph on their website had like laughing families. It was like family right. laughing, funny, funny. And I was like, yeah, I get some of that. But then sometimes I have these like really shy, quiet kids who have like really soulful eyes or, you know, whatever the case may be. And I, that's what I'm drawn to with that family. Or like maybe this family wears really fun colors and this family wears all black. I, I can't think of a family where the whole family were all black, but, but it, you know, you get different people, you have different weather, you have different emotions. And so like trying to put that all together into one thing was always like a tricky puzzle for me. So I think one of the biggest rumors, I guess you can call it, miseducation, I don't know what you want to call it. One of the biggest things that I hear a lot of photographers saying is like, you know, brand consistency, brand consistency, you have to have consistency. And I feel like that word is unfair and not presented the way it should be. Cause it's like, when they talk about consistency, they're talking about, you know, editing. And so you see the, like the whole like grid where it's like smiling, happy families this whole time. And so that does deter the families who are like, well, we're not like, these are cute. Like I love these, but we're mm-hmm. not like that kind of family. And so like, I love that none of my clients are the same. I yeah. love that none of my clients like dress the same, act the same, have the same style. And it's like, and if that's, you know, if those are the kind of things that appeal to you, cater to that and show that. Like, you don't have to only show smiling families. You can show mm-hmm. that sultry, like, that sweet, because it's just, like, you want, well, maybe it's just what I want. Maybe this is what I want. <laughs> I want my image to resonate with people in their own way. Mm-hmm. I don't ever, like, photograph or show, like, my work for trend. I show it because I want people to, like, know that this is how I see you. Mm-hmm. And this is how you're represented to me. And so when it comes to like brand consistency in that, it's okay to be consistent in your inconsistency. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that is your consistency, that it's all over the place and you love everybody. Maybe that's it. So it's just like, I always thought it was just unfair when people would say that. Like, yeah. you have to, it doesn't mean the edit. It doesn't mean the style or the clothes they wear. They could seriously just mean your consistency is you photograph families. Yeah. Yeah. And I think over time, like I said, I feel like I've just gotten more comfortable with what my voice is. And I do think that that in many ways, I love your, you know, admonition to like, go out and try stuff. If you're interested in it, just try it, try it once. If it doesn't work out, like keep going. Cause I do think that, you know, when you're casting around in the beginning, it takes a while. It takes a while to develop like what it is that you do. (laughs) And the funny thing with photography is that like, we can be good at a lot of different things. Like, you know, I I can photograph a car. (laughs) I don't want to. (laughs) No, I'm certainly not like technically, you know, car photographer, but, but yeah, I think that when you start to have that confidence that like, I'm going to show up and I'm going to nail the, you know, shoot, no matter if it's a happy family or like a (laughs) Yeah. Or, uh, you know, Adam's family. (laughs) Right. And then, you know, and then my, my way of picking what I show in my feed or on my portfolio is all about like what, which of these photos strikes me as outstanding. Yes. And I figure if it, if I, if I love it, then hopefully that will then attract people who love that. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly. Yes. Like either, because obviously I shoot way more than what's seen on you know, Instagram or whatever. And then 
actually had like someone reach out like hey why didn't you show this shoot i was like honestly did make me happy like they're beautiful images i'm glad that like you know the couple loves them and it's like they can share them like not my bad didn't make me happy it's like so i can share something that does not fuel me and if that means not posting that means not posting like and that's okay like i need that's okay (laughs) doesn't have to share every ever shot ever because just like if you don't want it don't post it yeah 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 totally this is all very important good stuff well let's get back to the beginning of the year everybody's you know like gonna listen to this and be like yes i need to look at my website i need to look at my feed i need to rethink my branding if you had I don't know, like let's a few tips about practical ways that photographers can make sure that their brand is cohesive and sort of recognizable to the outside world. Lay those on me. Cool. Well, first off, it's going to be your brand identity. And that's your, and I'm going to make this very like baseline simple. Okay. Your logo, three colors. And those three colors should be grossly everywhere on your website it should be your insta story highlights it should low-key probably be in your logo or background yeah so brand identity i'm just gonna keep it simple those two things logo three colors decide what those are make that your theme and those like those colors should feel what your images feel like Mm -hmm. if that makes sense like if you are you know strictly deserty vibe person maybe it's you know beige green i was gonna say tan but tan and beige are the same thing yellow mustard we'll go with that <laughs> they're different colors but they're i was gonna say talk to the people at sherwin williams i'm sure they would disagree <laughs> they would disagree right? totally different colors but you know those three things have that because that just little bit of pops of color and consistency show that okay that is this brand uh-huh. i know who it is and do you because I, I do see a lot of like everyone's kind of tearing towards the same colors right now because everyone's mm-hmm. an adventure photographer all of a sudden but it's like do you find colors that actually like make you happy and like your favorite colors because mm-hmm. yeah it's like you're gonna get desert vibes all the time but it's just like don't let it be too muted where it blends in with every other adventure photographer out there mm-hmm. secondly the way you speak the way you speak should be everywhere and like i know like it's like sound like a weird question like what do you mean the way I speak? Like, it shouldn't sound like you're writing a book report on your websites. It shouldn't sound like you're trying to sell me on something on, you know, your contact pages. On, and, you know, every post doesn't have to be a sales post or this long ass memorabilia of like, this is what I was, no, no, no. What is your voice? What do you like? And just say it. Don't be afraid to say what you want to say, even if it's, you know, probably controversial, maybe a little edgy, maybe a little sketchy. You will find your people better by just being unfiltered. Yeah. I feel like that's one thing a lot of brands have been growing in this year and like filtering and transparency, like being completely themselves and being transparent. And you've noticed the brands who haven't been and they've been dragged in these streets. This yeah. So if you're going to be a brand, be unfiltered. I mean, you know, a little filter, but just like what you are passionate about, don't hide that. Mm-hmm. What you want to do, don't hide that. And just... I- Yeah. I think a really good tip for copywriting, because I know that that's something that a lot of people struggle with both on their website and then also on their social media is to like, when you write something, then turn around and read it out loud, like 
to in a mirror. And if you can't make it sound like you're actually just saying it, then you shouldn't, you should rewrite it. You gotta work on that. Yeah. I'm that person or too. Like I like, and I'm typos all day. It's my grammar professor would be so mad at me. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like we talk, like I know, but I was being lazy. And then I'll like end up editing it and changing like whatever. But yeah, also Grammarly will be your best friend. If you're yeah. like, you're just like, <laughs> Grammarly, get yep. it. What's my other thing? Brand identity, speaking your voice, obviously photographing what you love. Oh, okay. The whole reason I'm even doing <laughs> a rebrand right now website, make sure your website is mobile first. And this is a term that I don't think everyone understands, but like, you know, there are a lot of graphic designers out there and they design websites, but they design the actual desktop version of your website that does not translate to your mobile phone. And with literally everyone being on their phones, you want to design, or at least have like, you have, most websites have like the mobile built-in feature, but I'm me and I'm particular and I'm picky. So it's like, I want what's on my phone to be as magical and translate as what's on my desktop. So make sure that your website is mobile first, make sure it's responsive, all your links work, because that load time and just like that functionality will deter so many clients. It's like, it's that. a simple thing, but it's a big thing. It's like, you don't realize how many clients you get, you're not getting because your website is just not working on mobile. And that feeds then into your SEO, because of course, yeah. if somebody bounces off your page, you know, if a link doesn't work and they're like, man, never mind, I'm going back to Instagram. Yeah. And that tells Google you're a lower quality, you know, site or whatever. <laughs> No, that, that tip right there is worth the price of admission. That was awesome. So brand identity, your voice and making sure that that is you. And then, yeah. and then mobile first. I think that's the first time that I've heard that specific like phrasing of that. That's awesome. So part of my marketing agency job, we had to design websites. We literally did everything. So we were making like the wire frames. These are very, that's an enviable list of ta- or of um, <laughs> skills that you were developing before launching a photography business. Just this is true. Like I set up well before I jumped in, yeah. which I get not everyone has, but it's like one of those things was we had to design websites for all these companies for Britain and we had to do it mobile first because we realized like everyone was leaping into a digital era where it's like, you're on your phones, you want to see it on your phone. So that's been one of those things that's been like bugging me about mine. So I'm currently recoding it myself. Wow. Crying in the meantime, but. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any idea? Is that going to be live by um, the new year? Live yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even finished. Like I'm having a whole, like I haven't, I'm having a, yeah. That's why I'm like, I'm trying to finally like catch up on all my client work so I can really just sit down and focus on it. But well, that makes me feel even more grateful for you taking the time to sit down and chat with (laughs) us, the royal us. I'm referring to the podcast audience, not myself. I don't talk like that. (laughs) Let me be authentic to myself. I am here. (laughs) (laughs) There we are. That's me. Erica, tell everyone where they can find you online. Yeah, you can find my currently under construction website at <laughs> socalstandard.com. You can find me on Instagram at socal.standard. I tried to get SoCal Standard, but some random guy refused to give it to me. And I was like, fine. Sure. That's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> 
And I just want to reiterate, and of course I will link this in the show notes, but you did say the SoCalStandard.com, not SoCalStandard.com. The SoCalStandard.com. The SoCalStandard. She is the (laughs) Erica Benson. Awesome. Well, it is absolutely a joy to chat with you here and I really appreciate it. I hope that the rest of your website redesign goes smoothly and quickly and that you have a lovely holiday season and happy new year. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Happy new year. My pleasure. Have a great day. Happy new year. Well, that's it for this week's episode of This Can't Be That Hard. I'll be back same time, same place next week. In the meantime, you can find more information about this episode, along with all the relevant links, notes, and downloads at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash learn. If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Even better, share the love by leaving a review in iTunes. And as always, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic week.